Welcome back to It's Literally Fine podcast with Maria and Em. We are here this week to talk about a little bit of a heavier topic um, about anxiety. So we're just going to touch on mental health, how it can affect your work and your life and dealing with constant anxiety um, throughout your life, I guess. Right. But the one thing we want to say is that we are not doctors and we are not telling you how you should deal with your own anxiety. We are just going to talk about how we deal with our anxiety. Right? Yeah. We don't want anyone to think that we're like no, giving like, you facts. Obviously, it's just not. We, we always say it depending on the episode. Like, we give you guys a, our opinions, we give you guys some advice, but obviously, you can take with what resonates with you here, yeah. especially because we understand that everybody deals with certain things in their life very differently to the way we deal with things. Em and I deal with things very different. Everybody's their own individual person. So we just wanted to make sure that going into this episode, like what works for us might not work for you. And if you, there is anything going into this where you do need to seek help or you think yeah. you do after this episode, just as it brings out things with everybody, please talk to your friends, talk to your family, or even talk to a professional. So Or talk to us. Yeah. We're also very We're always up. open to chat. <laughs> so what to you is anxiety? I think anxiety, that, okay, that's obviously a very hard question. Yeah. I know we have that as the first one in here. I think anxiety is when certain emotions and things can take over your mental state and your physical state. I think anxiety can affect you in many, many ways. It can affect the way you think. It can affect the way you act. It can affect the way you even move about things in your life. So that's, that's anxiety to me. Yeah. And I think the same thing. I just think, I think anxiety is still such a taboo topic, sadly, in 2021. So Um, to me, like my anxiety feels like a lot of, a lot of stuff in my brain, like a lot of moving parts in my head. I always like make jokes, um, to my friends and family. Like I would love to be inside my head for a day just to see what kind of goes on in there and why I think the gears turning certain things. Exactly. For me, I don't feel the physical side of anxieties. Like I don't feel like I, I can't eat or anything like that. I just, I don't feel any like nausea, nothing like that. I just always am like stuck in my head and I can't get out of my head, my mental state sometimes when I'm stuck in anxiety. But we're going to get to our stories and all that. Um, But anxiety and depression, it's obviously become a lot more prevalent in our society recently. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about anxiety and depression. I think people have this opinion or this idea that if someone suffers with anxiety, they're going to come out and tell you, or if someone's having an anxiety attack, you're going to see it or you're going to know, or if someone's dealing with depression, you'll be like, Oh, they're sad. I already know they're depressed. All those things come in very different ways and forms. And that's why we're bringing it to the forefront today. And I think a lot of people deal with anxiety and just don't know how to talk about it. Um, Sometimes people think it makes them look weak to talk about dealing with anxiety or any kind of mental illness, which it actually doesn't. Talking to someone helps you overcome it and learn to deal with it. So we just wanted to kind of shed some light on that, I guess. But So there are different ways, like I know from like, myself and other people there are different ways like you can know that someone is having an anxiety attack and I think if it's one of like your closest friends you'll eventually start to pick up on just like their mannerisms when they're happy sad when they're having an Mm -hmm. anxious moment because you know them that well I think anxiety comes in many forms of some people do have like full-blown panic attacks they can't breathe they start to shake there's ones where it takes over like your entire body in an extremity but I think there's other ways where some people just sit there and get quiet and they stop talking. How do you deal with someone who's having panic attacks and anxiety attacks? Okay, so 
we're just gonna go with this. Um, my boyfriend Brett, he is very calm, Surprise, and uh, I mean, people kind of know from Instagram, yeah. but like, he's a very calm individual, and he's like the one. He, the one thing he said to me when we met, he's like, "I know you deal with a lot of anxiety, so we're gonna work on just feeling less stress and being more calm and like breathing and just like kind of like looking at situations like whole, as a whole mm-hmm. and not focusing on one point thing in it." And um, I think for him, he can recognize, like, my friends and family and him can recognize anxiety when I'm just, like, I get very frazzled, I think, for me. Like, yeah. when I'm anxious, like, I, I feel very heavy-chested. My head is, like, kind of all over the place. And, like, I tend to, like, kind of snap sometimes when I'm having anxiety because I, I'm dealing internally with something that they can't also feel or they're not feeling yeah. as well. So I think for me, like, the surefire sign that I'm dealing with anxiety is – a lot. I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm, I talk very, very fast. I'm actually very anxious right now talking yeah, I don't about know if this. You can tell both of us, to like, be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think for me, there's a couple things, but like, not not everyone can always see that I'm dealing with anxiety. Yeah. You know. That's what why some you? people. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, some people can take the way you express your anxiety as like you're expressing it at them and not to them. Yeah. And that's how certain things like get get in the way and um it becomes a fight sometimes yeah and, and we'll, we'll get to how like trust me we're gonna get through all of that we just want to sort of like start with like a level ground of things now there is a difference between tantrums and anxiety attacks yeah and i think a lot of people what what gets me a little upset is when ev- there's people who like associate everything with anxiety yeah and like i don't want anyone to get offended by this I just, this is how a lot of people see it. Um, when people have tantrums, it's because they're upset and they're not liking the situation. And then they use, well, I have anxiety as an excuse. Right. I think that needs to stop because everyone uses anxiety as a way to get out of certain conflicting situations. And I think unless you're dealing with something that's actually very serious and you're having actual anxiety and depressive states, don't use that as an excuse to get yourself out of a situation. And I've been seeing a lot of, because like Em and I obviously like, we, we we know a lot about this topic, so we're talking about it today. I've seen a lot of people use it and I've seen a lot of people talk about it uh, like in articles and all that. And yeah. it's it's a really big thing. People are using anxiety to get out of situations. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I just... It, no, it, I get that. I understand that. I just think that for you and I, like, uh, like, and a lot of people out there, anxiety is so real and it just should not be taken maybe so lightly or yeah. maybe so dramatically. Like, it, it can go both ways, right? Like, I feel like when I... When I verbalize to someone that I'm having anxiety, like I'm doing it for a reason to like let you know, like, hey, I'm I'm like a yeah. little bit anxious right now, and like I don't really like the situation. Like my head mm. is, like I feel really pressured. Like I can't yeah. breathe properly. You know, like, yeah, I guess it, it is. It, it can go both ways. I think for I sure. I think another misconception about depression anxiety is that people think like, oh, well, if you have it, just tell me you have it. Yeah, but it doesn't come. On, you can't just like flip it on. Sometimes it just you, comes like, at random times. Between M and I. Uh, M had no idea that I was dealing with what I was dealing with for a very long time. And I've recently, over the past few months, I've been starting, like I told M what I've been dealing with. Yeah. And no one, no one knows. No one knew. Yeah. Because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know how to speak what I was going through. People notice things and they bring it up in here and there. And we'll get into what, how we reacted to all of that. But not everyone's just going to be like, hey, by the way, I'm having an anxiety attack. Or, hey, by the way, I'm depressed. Yeah, no. And, and it also shouldn't stop. come that lightly. No, like, I don't no. think 
I think if you're genuinely having like an anxiety attack, like you would just be like, hey guys, stop the room. I'm having an anxiety attack. Like it just doesn't happen like that. It's more so you cave in than anything yeah. else, you know? And so let's kind of jump into like life with anxiety and how it can affect your job, relationship, friendships, and directly affect your mental state. Have you ever had an instance where like anxiety has like really stopped you from going out with friends or seeing Louie or doing well at your job that day? Um, honestly, God bless my boyfriend because he knows like how to deal with me when I'm having (laughs) all of these things. Like the guy, like, like Em and I are both very like, ah, type of people and our boyfriends just calm us down. So honestly, God bless him because he keeps me level. So with him, I haven't had at the time, like I didn't want to see him. If anything, I want to see him more when I'm having those things. Um, But it has affected me with my job. It has affected me with my relationship with my friends. There are days I don't want to do anything or like I'll leave my house because I just even like I'll get irritated by people around me and I'll just leave. No, I have the same thing. Um, There's been days where like I'll obviously still go to work, but there's days where especially during the pandemic um, where I'm working and like I can't, my mind can't focus because my mind's in a million places and you're doing the best that you can and I eventually end up working like until like 11 o'clock at night because I've been, I, my mind's just so everywhere that like, it's so hard for me to finish certain things. So it does affect me. Um, but obviously like you're working towards those things, but like, that's how it's affect. Like I, that's how like my mental state has been affected with those things yeah. about yourself. I think for work, um, anxiety is a problem only because I'm like a perfectionist and, and, and plays into the OCD. Like I do have OCD and, um, I'm very vocal about that and having anxiety, but the OCD is a problem in the workplace for me because if I can't get something done or I'm feeling rushed or, um, I know I won't have enough time and like, it's already five o'clock and I'm only supposed to be working till five. Like I get stressed and I start to think like time's ticking. Like I need to get this done quicker. And then I start to get in my head. I start to get really wound up and like start having a lot of anxiety about not putting my best work out. Cause I obviously I'm like a perfectionist. I want to be I want my work to be the best. I want everything to be perfect. So I'm not going to send you something that's not my best work. And if it takes me till six o'clock at night, it will. But then I get anxiety about, oh, I just overworked myself. Like, am I going into burnout? Like what? I start to really overthink it all and get really in my head um, with like the career workplace kind of anxiety. For friendship, I think anxiety comes from maybe like you're texting me dry one day. Like we have this conversation all the time. All the time. If she's being dry with me over text or I'm being dry with her, she thinks I'm mad at her. I think I'm, she's mad at me. I have anxiety about what did I do? Are we going to fight? Like what's going on? Is something internal happening? Mm -hmm. We don't know about, um, I don't like props to Brett. My relationship has not been stressful at all. So, which is actually like the first time in a while that I've had like a happy relationship and been so (laughs) just like happy being in it, happy with my, with my partner. And, um, I'm obviously very grateful for that. But yeah, I haven't experienced that. Have I experienced it in the past with relationships? Anxiety? Yes, 100%. My past relationships drove a lot of anxiety, also stemmed a lot of the anxiety that I have to this day. So I would say that that's kind of where it plays into all of those places. Well, on that topic, like, let's go into like, your, like our stories. Okay. And like, you you might as well just continue on. So like, tell everyone like, your, your journey, your story, like what you deal with. Yeah. So I think like growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of anxiety or maybe I didn't recognize what it was, um, when I was younger, but in high school I was bullied a lot. I was a very creative kid singing, acting, dancing, musical theater was like my shit. So because you, sometimes you watch movies and you see these narratives where the, the creative kid is the weird kid and gets bullied a lot. That is exactly 
what happened in my high school. Like I wasn't bullied to the point of like crying every night kind of thing, but I was bullied to the point that it started a stemming of anxiety of me of like, am I not cool enough? Or am I not enough for these people? Like, why are these girls bullying me? Why are these guys bullying me? Like, it was kind of like that kind of thing. It stemmed from there. Then into university, Maria and I were kind of digesting this topic last night of what we were going to talk about. I didn't really have anything out of the norm anxiety was anxiety wise in university other than just like regular schoolwork I feel like however my anxiety is very um generalized I would say like different things trigger me to have anxiety but other than that I do have OCD to a T when I was living at home with my family before university started I'm like one of those person like people that like needs to like click my phone screen three times and then I'm like okay it's good to go yeah but if I don't do that I think about it and I can't move on with my day until I do it that way. So like I was doing a lot of turning the knob and then people who have anxiety that may watch this, like you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, turning the knobs three times, or you'll think about it and you'll think that something bad is totally going to happen to your family or you if you don't do it properly. That is the OCD I was dealing with. In university, I kind of lost that. I don't know if it had something to do with my family. Like it's all subconscious, right? Like I don't know if the problem was, is like I was worried about something happening to my family with my anxiety. Was that a direct correlation? I don't know. I've never actually talked to someone about that. Probably should. Um, But in university, I kind of lost that because I was living on my own. But like I still had the door handle thing. You used to see me like turn the door and like shut the light off like three times. Mine was always three. I used to do this thing too, where I would count the letters in words on my hands. And if I didn't do the whole time through like M A R I A, I would have to do it all over again until I got it right. Like that's the kind of OCD I was dealing with. Other than that, like after university, my anxiety spiraled, I think a little bit more out of control because the fear of the unknown, you don't really know what's going to happen post secondary with jobs. And I didn't know where I was going to be working. I was kind of working at Red Bull and marketing, which is not really what I went to school for. Like I went to school for sports. So I wanted to be in sports, but I wasn't there yet. And I felt very discouraged and I felt like I was letting a lot of people down, mainly like my parents and like the people that view me to be like wanting to be in sports and not being there yet. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I think being surrounded by friends who were working in sports, it was also discouraging because I'm like, why am I not there yet? You know what I mean? But then my relationships, like, I mean, we kind of touched on the third episode of, like, the whole, like, cheating episode. Like, that also spiraled the anxiety. And then I've just, like, honestly had some relationships in the past, like, couple years that we've touched on other episodes as well. That just, like, a lot of discouraging words. Like, just bringing down, pulling down, pulling down and, like, making you feel like you're worthless and you're not enough. And that's my issue because I was putting myself in my positions with those people. Mm -hmm. However, from there, I will say that that anxiety kind of turned into substance abuse, like not in a way of like any illegal drugs, but like the drinking was a real problem for me. And there were moments where I would look at myself and be like, am I an alcoholic? Like, I don't know. I don't think I am to this day. I don't have that problem anymore. Was it a, a time thing like during these relationships or in the middle of these relationships ending? Like I used to call my mom after one of my relationships ended and be like, why am I living? What's the point of this? Like, clearly I'm not enough for anyone. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to find a relationship like my first relationship because it was happy for yeah. a good portion of it. So I started to like really critically think a lot, overthink a lot of things. And it really turned to me just like drinking myself into an oblivion so I could just forget everything that was on my mind. And I think that's the problem with like substance abuse and drinking is like, you can take it to a limit. I think it's so easy downtown Toronto to get warped up in that world. So many people are inviting you out. You can go to any bar Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every night of the week and just drink and drink and drink. Right. And like, I had to really self-reflect this past summer and kind of look at the choices I was making and like recognize, do I like this person? 
Do I, would I want my kids to look at this person and look up to me? What, what am I doing? You know what I mean? So I think the substance abuse for me and the drinking was really, um, what I really needed to reevaluate with the anxiety. And and honestly to, to right now, I feel fine. Like I feel better in this moment, anxiety, about talking it, but like talking about it, but I'm happy. I'm like so proud of our podcast. I, um, my job is great. Um, my relationship with Brett is amazing. Like I've never met someone like him. So I think that also is helping with anxiety. Like I'm just feeling so less stressed, like so happy with where I'm at that I don't experience that right now. Have I experienced these feelings in the past 100%, right? So I guess like that kind of moves into you. So why don't you, I know this is a little bit more difficult because not a lot of people know about what you, what you've dealt with in the past. And I, and also like what she said, I didn't know what she was dealing with when we rekindled our friendship what was it, a year and a half ago? I wasn't sure what she yeah. was going through. And like when she had told me, I was so, um, I was so sad that I wasn't there for her in that moment. And I took it very upon myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have like, oh, okay. Um, you're yeah. Good, so good. yeah, I, everyone who knows me and everyone who obviously sees me on the surface level knows that I've always just been like this, like happy go lucky, mm-hmm. like everything's fine type of person. I still am like that. That part of me is always still around. Um, yeah. Like Em said in in school as a kid, I I was there for singing. I did acting. I did commercials growing up. Like I was that kid and, and people would just rip me down for it. Like you're just doing it. You think you're famous. You think you're better than everybody else. You're not even good at this. You're not even good at that. So as a kid, I didn't really, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I would just let it roll off the shoulder. It sucked to hear it, but I was like, whatever. And, and then I didn't realize that that effect that from what those comments had said yeah. would affect me years down the road. So just like Em said, like in university and high school, like I never really had any, I didn't deal with anxiety or any of that at all. Um, near at the end of university, um, I had ended up getting a higher in TFC at 20 years old. And I started seeing myself on camera and stuff. Um, as things went on, um, honestly, like it was near the, like after university, I started to just like see what I looked like on camera. Um, and it, it gets into your head. You see, you hear a lot of people's comments, you see a lot of people's comments and, and they start to really affect you. Um, I'm not going to say like that stemmed this. Um, but I think my biggest thing was I ended up starting to just, be upset with a lot of things in my life. Nothing was working right besides my job. And that was like the old light to my day was my job and my family, uh, my friends. Um, but I hated what I looked like. I hated what I felt like. Nothing was working in terms of relationships. I kept getting torn down and it eventually turned into like a thing where I thought I wasn't good enough for anyone or anything. So I eventually started using the gym as a way to cope. release and cope anxiety. Yeah. But it got to a point where I was so obsessed with just trying to make myself better that I became like honestly sick. Like I had lost 15 pounds in I think three months, uh, maybe less than that. Um, I was like drinking, like Em said, to the oblivion. And I was eating like an apple a day and in the gym for like three hours. And I was just, I was getting sickly and my family was like, what's going on? And they would try to talk to me about it. And I'd, I'd, I'd lose it. I'd be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then it got to a point where I'd be going out like every weekend and I'd be getting to a point where I would drink myself beyond the point of no coherentness. Yeah. And I would go home and I would cry my eyes out 
And there was, there was times where like, um, it even happened once this summer and was there. I started bawling my eyes out and my mom started crying because they're trying to help me because I'm obviously dealing, with, dealing something. with something. And I'm just like, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to be successful. I feel like I'm in a, like, I just, it was one thing after another. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it, it, and I, st- I still deal with the, the eating thing. Um, and I know a lot of people are like how you advocate your fitness and all that. And I do. And I tried. And the reason why I started all that stuff this year in May was because I don't want people to go through what I'm, I'm dealing with on the inside. Cause every day I look at the scale, I look at food and I look at the first thing I do every morning is I look at myself in the mirror and I, I look at to see like what I look like. And then I start the day thinking that I'm not where I should be. Right. Um, and then you, you eat healthy and then you say you have like a, like a bad snack with someone the next day, I'm still beating myself up for it. Or if I have a little bit too much at dinner, I'm like freaking out all night that I've gained 10 pounds. Yeah. That, that, that is what I deal with on the side. I know like some people might not think that that's, that's, that's that serious, but it is because it's eating disorders. Eating disorders don't come in a way where it's like you become anorexic. I mean, I almost did at one point, but eating disorders become with body dysmorphia, and like that's what I suffer with. There's a lot of people. There's binge eating. There's days where like I, because I'm just on this level of like, oh my god, oh my god, you start to binge eat or you stress eat, and it becomes really um, painful mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, you cause yourself a lot of intestinal issues. Um, the other thing, like it's like with PTSD, because I've been let down in so many relationships, like with friends, guys, etc. It's turned into like paranoia and yeah. it's turned into like, if my friends, if I don't see them or talk to them, I think there's something wrong and I start to panic. Or like, if I try to talk about emotions, I actually block everyone out because then I go, you know what? If I try and tell them what I'm feeling like, they might think I'm attacking them and I don't want to fight. I can't lose my friends. Right. And, and like, honestly, like, like I said, my boyfriend's been like the best thing that's ever happened to me because like he can see that in me and he just knows to like level it down. He's like, your friends are your friends are your friends. The ones who will be here will be here. Mm-hmm. And the people who want to be in your life, whether it's your family and he's like, you don't have to worry about the hassles coming into your life yeah, anymore. But he's like, I'm no, not that. going anywhere. Cause like, I've just been let down to make yourself feel like you, you're nothing. And that's what we're saying. Like our anxieties can become so different, but like, everyone deals with things in their own way and it and that's just kind of yeah and I think for a lot of people we kind of touched on this the first season like I feel like we get a lot of so many uplifting messages like goals you guys are amazing we look up to you and like that's amazing we love that Mm -hmm. it's just I feel like social media is so hard to tell how someone is actually feeling about themselves and like the anxiety that comes along with even social media like I send Maria my photos on social does this look good does this like does my arm yeah. look weird? Does my makeup look okay? Like why are we overthinking that? It's just part of it. I feel like Well, it's for true. Me. And like as much as like the whole body thing cuz like mine just came from my own mental state. But I know a lot of girls and especially these younger girls, there's so much negativity when it comes to bodies yeah. and image on social media and that needs to end yeah. and because it's causing young women 
a lot of mental strain and I'm, I'm, I'm terrified for the younger generation. Yeah. I'm genuinely terrified because of what people think about body image and what they should look like. I mean, there's a lot of body positivity that's being brought out to the forefront, but I yeah. still think there's a lot of negativity behind it. Yeah. And I just think social media is so booming and we didn't have that growing up or like at least I didn't have it until the end of, of high school. So I feel like we didn't exactly experience it in that way. I think it probably could have been a lot worse though if yeah. we had had it. 100%. You know what I mean? So 100%. Well, that's the thing, right? Like to Maria's point, like my little sister grew up, she's seven years younger than me. And she grew up in that prime time of Instagram being yeah. huge and, and uh, really comparing yourself to people on Instagram. So when Maria had originally told me what she was dealing with, I was hurt and I was also surprised because like she said, she's a very strong person you just don't get that vibe from her from I guess the outside but my sister also deals with anorexia and like I said to Maria I wish growing up with my sister having anorexia I I said to her I wish you had told me because I would have known how to help you more and understand what you're going through like it's just such like eating disorders are such a problem still it is and anxiety is never going to go away sadly um, obviously there's ways you can help with your anxiety and certain, um, tactics and talking to a therapist, which we'll, we'll kind of talk about, mm-hmm. but like, it's never, it's one of those things that's never going to really go away, you know? So I think that if you're having anxiety, you need to recognize that and like kind of learn to how to cope and who to talk to. is like the first thing, like, cause it will help. You have to do because like, I didn't recognize it at first. And then when I finally did, like, I ended up, like, I, I, I am healthy now. Like, I, I think yeah. I'm getting, obviously, healthier, but I am I am healthy and, like, my mental state is better. But it's just, like, you need to recognize it for you to be, like, okay, I'm damaging my mental health and my body here. Like, how can we move forward from this? Yeah. And even, like, recognizing your OCD, like, you need to look at those things and say, okay, and nothing is going to happen. I need to understand yeah. that. And I know it's a lot easier than what we're saying. It's, it's a lot harder than what we're saying. Yeah. But it's recognizing it as like the first step to like getting yourself to like that next step of like getting yourself better. And at the same time, I don't think that like you need to say to people or on social media, like this is the anxiety or this no, is the mental health no. I'm dealing with. Like we received a message after we put out our teaser basically being like, don't generalize OCD with being organized. And we were like, okay, um, fair point. But like the difference is we are, I actually do have OCD. So how would you know that? I don't feel the need to tell you that. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to feel the need to tell anyone that really. So like you, this what I'm like that going back to like what I said earlier, like people using anxiety to either get in situations or people just being like, you don't have it or you don't know. You don't have it. Like, how with. do you know I'm that? dealing with it. It's like, you're not the only one and not everyone wants to tell you stranger what they're dealing with. Right. I just think it's important to like, obviously think about what you see on social, how you approach situations yeah. and messages, especially people. Everyone deals with some kind of mental illness. Anxiety, generalized anxiety, OCD, anorexia, bulimia, um, depression, suicidal thoughts. Like you don't know what people are dealing with and that's why we think it's so important and we want to reiterate that like you, you never know. And social media is fake. And what you see on social, like that person looks so happy, loving, loving their life, living their best life. Like they could be so upset inside and you don't know what they're dealing with. So just tread lightly and be careful and be kind and caring when approaching people with your opinions on mental illness or anxiety. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the importance of talking to a therapist, how people not like, so I feel like people need to stop having like a negative connotation connotation about talking to a therapist. I personally haven't talked to a therapist yet 
because COVID kind of didn't really help with that situation. And like, I know you can do online counseling, but I, I really wanted to meet the person in person before I like committed to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like very open to talking to a therapist. And I know you're starting to talk to a therapist yeah. now. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that talk to therapists. It's not a taboo topic anymore. A lot of no. people talk to therapists. So I think it's important to talk to a therapist personally because you get an unbiased opinion. 100%. Me telling Maria how I feel, she already knows me and she knows what I've been dealing with. She knows what I've dealt with in the past. So she mm-hmm. would be a little bit more biased than like an unbiased therapist would be, right? For sure. And like I always say it, like I'm just starting to go. Like I, I don't, I have to book, like I just went to book my first session. So it's more just so like you can't. I think everybody should go to see a therapist because at the end of the day, like it helps you and like Em said, there's an unbiased opinion. I think I would not have gone if it wasn't for the people around me being like, I think you need to talk to someone that's not us because like, yeah, we're telling you all these things, but you're not listening. And yeah. I know like, and that's like what I'm kind of leaning into. Like you can tell your friends, like I've told Em what I'm dealing with and she can, and she tells me what she's dealing with and we can help each other, but we know each other. And at the end of the day, you might just say, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still dealing with it. We're not mm-hmm. professionals. Mm-hmm. So I think like Em said, having an unbiased opinion would help. And I also think if it has to do with relationships, sometimes talking to your friends or your siblings or your parents or even your partner might not be the best situation. You can talk to them about it, but if it has to do with them directly, some people take those things as a way of you're blaming me for how you feel or they feel attacked as if it's all their fault. Yeah. Sometimes eventually you're going to have to have a conversation to let them know how you're feeling if it's about them specifically, but I think it can cause a huge fight and you don't want that to happen. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, Like, I feel like sometimes it's not the best. That's why a therapist would be very beneficial for most people. Right. No, I totally agree. And I I think the one thing, too, is, like, going to a therapist doesn't make you weak. No. It doesn't make you damaged or jaded. It doesn't – that doesn't mean anything. Like, Well, so I I was talking to Louis before I had booked it, and I was telling him, I was like, I feel – like, I I literally told him, I was like, I feel broken. I'm like, I feel damaged. He's like – why? literally honestly I just feel like I'm I've always been like a strong person and like I've always been like I'm fine I don't need anyone to fix me yeah and like booking that appointment I was just like okay like maybe maybe I am broken and it's not I think you're not broken there's just certain things that you need help to come to the forefront yeah and 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 he and he told me that and he's like in order for you to get better you need to some accept the fact that like there are things that you need to fix for yourself. Yeah, for sure. You know? No, I totally agree. But it doesn't mean that you're broken or anything. No. I think it means Not you're actually all. stronger going. Yeah, 100%. Because you're taking uh, the situation by its hands and you're saying, let's go and fix let's this. Let's fix this. Right? right. So I think, like, to, to kind of um, end it all, to overcome fear and anxiety, taking a risk can hurt you, but it is worth it in the end. I think that's the biggest. 100%. Taking a risk as in talking to someone or seeking help if you are dealing with anxiety. For me, um, I definitely think talking it out with friends and family and my boyfriend is the biggest thing for me to be like, this is how I'm feeling. How can we, how can we deal with this? What do I need to overcome this? It's more of like a recognizing thing for me and like kind of making a list of like what is causing this and what can I do here to help myself? Right. And, um, my, my biggest, I think my biggest anxiety in love, love life and, and work is, uh, 
not being good enough, I think is my anxiety. I think that stems a lot of it growing up is not like always feeling like I had to be perfect and not being enough for, for someone. And you, not everyone's meant for you. I was thinking about this yesterday on my, my walk. Not everyone's meant for you. Not everything is meant for you. Not every job is meant for you. And not everything's meant to last. And not everything's meant to last. Fr- not every friendship is meant to last. Not every relationship, right? So like you just need to kind of recognize that and like take a step back and be like, this wasn't meant for me at the time. It wasn't meant to be, you know? Yeah. And not overthink or beat yourself up about certain situations that relate to that. Yeah. Right. So like, what about you? Like, like your biggest fears? Yeah. I think just going back to, to the risk thing really quickly, I think you have to be patient with yourself though, as well, if you're going to take that risk or that next step to go see help or like, help yourself in whatever way it is, whether it's seeing a therapist or just talking to your family and friends, you have to give yourself time and patience in order for you to get better. I think my biggest uh, fear and all that was kind of like what you said is not being good enough. Um, that was definitely one that that still hits hard. I think my biggest thing is um, not moving quick enough. I think because I started so young in my career, I was actually like, now that like four years later, I'm like, Am I going anywhere else? Right. What else is next? And I've always been that person that's like, okay, what's like after a few months, yeah, what's next? Way. What's next? What's next? What's next? I always have to be like, move, 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 move. Success is a success, success. Like that was literally like yeah, the same always way. for me. And I'm still, we're still like that. So I feel like if there was like, now that I've had a little bit of downtime, I'm still working and I've had this extra time of what else can I do? It's like, whoa. Am I not doing enough? Am I not good enough yet? Am I not successful enough? And it, and it hits you hard. And yeah. Like I think, and it's even so minor, like those little things, but it can feel so big to someone. And yeah. those are like definitely like the things. And I think my biggest fear with like my life and like love and all that is everything for me has always ended. Nothing right. has ever stayed. Yeah. And I think I just don't want, whether it's friendships or my relationship, because I just, I love everyone to have my life so much right now. Like if I were to ever see that get damaged, like I, I genuinely will be like yeah, destroyed. So like, it's, it's hard for me to like take into that. Like, like we just said, nothing is going to last forever, but like you can't try and control everything. No, like, you can't, you know, especially so. can't try and control everything in life. But I think in that we just want to touch base on like, um, our own stories with anxiety yeah, and, and mental health and, yeah. You know, we just want everyone to know that, like, I know you're probably looking at us like, are they okay? And like, we, we are like, I promise that like, we're, we wouldn't be here talking about it if you we weren't in the proper mental state to talk about it. Yeah. You wouldn't be here if we weren't getting better or already are better in our situations. Mm-hmm. We obviously like, you already know, Em and I are like sidekicks through life. Like we help each other through as much as we can. And we're going to help each other just as much. So we're going to help you guys just as much as we help each other in yeah. these situations. And I just really want to let you guys know, like, if you are dealing with anything that we deal with, like, please come to us and talk to us about it. Yeah. Like, the reason why I went into, like, the fitness industry is to help people who go through, like, yeah. what I'm going through. And and that's my biggest thing. And, um, you know, like, she always, if someone's having, like, an OCD moment, like, she'll be like, okay, like, she'll, she'll talk yeah. about it and she'll be one to give you advice on it Very so please open, just yeah. like l- let us know if you are dealing with anything i didn't mean to just offer your service no it's totally fine no it's totally it's, it's <laughs> you <great>. know <laughs> i was gonna say that anyway so that's great but yeah just you know let us know if you guys are dealing with anything that you want to talk about over dm we're always open to chat and uh, we hope you took away something from this it's a little bit more um 
a little deeper. I know yeah. we usually just talk about like dating and everything's fun and everything. But like that's you know, not like, they're all there is to life. And, and like we just wanted to highlight the, the things that we go through and like in our lives. Right. So we thank you guys yeah. for watching and listening and we will see you next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.